so I know we're not supposed to like say what episode number this is. We're just in season seven. That's where we're at. But we're in the nineties of our episodes. Oh, of our total episodes posted, yeah. Total episodes posted on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and all those Anchor FM, all those places. And if I'm not mistaken, when we started this ninety some odd episodes is when we started using Wayspace Audio, who's providing the music. Mm-hmm. So this intro has been around like 90-something episodes, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. So I think that's, a, we were talking about that in another episode. Like, when did we start using Wayspace? And we said like season two, three-ish. Yeah. Yeah, like four or five seasons. So yeah, I think we started using them when we started recording the Spotify and all that. So, yeah, we're in episode 90-something. We can't change it now because at this point it's like, it's how people can recognize it's us. It's whenever we change the logo. We did everything, I think, at the same time. The, yeah. lo- the logo, the intro. We did our whole brand and we're like, we need a good intro song. So here we are. We're season 7, episode 90-something. I don't know exactly what number. <laughs> um, we're not at 100 yet, I know that much. When we get to 100, we'll have to, I guess, announce it at least. We'll do something fun. Maybe we should plan something. I don't know what to do. For 100. For our centennial birthday anniversary. What do you call it? Ooh, it's our centennial birthday anniversary thing. Yeah. We'll call it that. Our centennial birthday anniversary event. Thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, here we are. Let's thank Wavespace Audio again for the music. Thanks, man. And Young Ideas Dish for all your gish, your gish and Google, Google and dish needs. Don't edit that out. Just keep that in there. That was great. Not Google and gish needs. (laughs) So we're here and we are talking like money stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You had sent me this article. It's from BuzzFeed. Um, This is about things people are doing. Um, because they've been desperate for money. No judgment, right? We're not judging people. But some people have done some pretty unusual things to make some money. And I felt like this was something really relevant to talk about because I know the economy right now is hurting a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Rents are going up. Food prices are going up. Inflation is crazy. Wages are staying stagnant. Everyone's struggling right now. It's it's really difficult, I think, for people to live right now. So I felt like this was kind of relevant to the times. And maybe maybe some of the stuff that you'll hear that these people have done will make you feel better about yourself. And maybe it'll give you an idea and you're like, ooh, I didn't think I could do that. Yeah. that's There's a whole lot of it. It's going to do two different things here. It's going to educate you on how bad things are for some people. And it might inspire you to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Let's get into it, girl. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, this one's kind of, this one's kind of, you know, the 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 what I would say most people would would do. But if you don't have any ideas, you can just join the military. Mm. Yeah, if you're on the verge of being homeless, you ain't got no parents, you ain't got nowhere to live. You join the military. You got a home. You got a bunker. You got like you got clothes. You get meals. You place to sleep. They give you like work to do. You have a job. They let you play with firearms. Yeah. Sometimes explosives. Like, yeah. You get to, you get, and then it's like, you say, I mean, my, my nephew, for example, he's in the Marines and he felt like, he felt like life didn't have a whole lot to give him. He'd gone into the workforce after school and he's just like, this isn't what I want to do. And I don't want to go to college. It's like, I feel like I should go do this. Mm-hmm. And he loves it. He's been in it for, I think, three years now. 
he loves it and he's like i'm seeing the world i got my life set up for when i'm done yep you know educate if i want to go to college i can do that they cover my housing my food and all that. yeah yeah it's definitely a, a way to go you know he wasn't that bad like he wasn't in, on the verge of being homeless or anything but he just felt like being in the workforce wasn't going to take him anywhere and he wasn't ready to go to college so he's like this seems like a good idea for me it'll at least give me some kind of path mm-hmm. that's going to keep me out of trouble and do all those good things my mom actually told me she suggested that when i was in college to join the air force rotc because Ooh. you're not considered active duty because you're still a student, but they pay for your college. Ooh, mm-hmm. you should have done it. Yeah, should have. I think all they did was like have to get up and like walk or run in the mornings because like you, they they make you do stuff. Like my my best friend was in um the army ROTC at her school and she had to like work out at like five in the morning. That's like, it. Hardcore. Um, she might have done other stuff. I don't remember, but I just remember her having to do PT. Mm-hmm. Uh, at like five in the morning and they would like go to the parking garage which was like a big square it was like five or six stories tall and there were stair staircases in each corner and they would run up a staircase and then down and then go to the second one and run all the oh, way wow. up and then down and then to the third one and the fourth one and that was like their warm-up i know but if you did that i know it would suck but you'd be like it's gonna pay for my college all i got i'm getting in shape all i gotta do is get up early to go to work out and they're gonna pay for my school Mm-hmm. See, she was your friend. She was thinking ahead. Yeah, yeah. She didn't have any college debt. <laughs> um, this next one sucks. I think a lot of people have done this, but this person pawned some handmade jewelry that was passed down from like her mom and her grandma, and mm-hmm. I think she did it with the intention of buying it back. Like, I think she needed immediate money, so she pawned this stuff. She got paid, you know, less than two weeks later. She went back to the pawn shop to buy the jewelry back, and it was gone. Oh, yeah. It was quote missing according missing. to the article. That That's sucks. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a heartbreak attached to that. I'm over here touching my heart like everybody knows. Yeah. My heart. I mean, that's the risk you take when you have to make those decisions in regards to pawning your stuff, especially if you want it back. If I was going to pawn something, I got, I'll got i pawn it knowing I might never see it again. Yeah. That's I mean, true. You just got to. Um, let's see. Oh, this person said that in college during move out week, they went around the dorms and picked up books and all in the donation bins and sold them back to the bookstore. <laughs> hey, they said most of them weren't worth anything, but they made a few bucks and the bins were empty. But that's that's so smart, though. I mean, man, I wish at least if you're going to get rid of them, at least recycle them. Goodness, like you can recycle a book. It's paper. And yeah, college college textbooks are very, very expensive. I don't think I have any of mine left over. I think I sold them or donated them back to the school or recycled them probably. But depending on your major, like my husband's an engineer and I think he kept all his engineering textbooks from when he was in school because he's like, one, I, I could he could open one and like what's in the book is relevant to the work he does every day at his job. And two, he's like, this is a lot of money. Like oh, the yeah. whole shelf is probably worth tens of thousands of oh dollars <laughs> in in textbooks, because you know for some reason a textbook costs an arm and a leg, even though it's just paper. Jeez, and it's been copied a hundred times. Oh yeah, I mean you know they're on version twenty seven, and you can't have version twenty six. You have to have version twenty seven because the pictures are slightly different. Mm-hmm. So they make you buy a new book every year. Mm-hmm. Here was one. This guy said he was a private 
in uh, his first year in the army and he would already burn through his paycheck for the month. He really, really wanted a meatball sub. So he walked four miles to a blood bank, donated blood, and then took the seven dollars they gave him and he went to Subway. I mean, okay. He got his hey, he got a seven dollar sub. Yeah, I hope it was enough. <laughs> like if you're hungry and then you go and you donate blood, that's just gonna make you more hungry. Like, yeah, that, that that hamburger didn't or that sub didn't fill you up. It didn't man. rejuvenate you at all. No. I've been like, I need two subs. <laughs> That's too much. Um, this is something I think you can't do anymore, but this person said they wrote an IOU on a piece of paper and deposited it into their bank, and then they immediately withdrew $300 that they didn't have. But you can't do that now because now ATMs automatically scan checks in cash, but it worked back when we had to put it in envelopes. <laughs> So I used to know people that would float checks. Like they would write a check. I guess technically they're like writing a hot check. <laughs> like they would write a check for like 50 bucks at the grocery store. Uh-huh. And you know, maybe it only costs $25. And it's like, well, here's a check for 50 bucks. And they'll give you the 25 back. And then by the time that check made it back around, payday hit and you'd already deposited the money. Yeah, because checks take a while. To this well, day, paper checks take a while to process. Well, back then there was no like tell a check or anything mm -hmm. it's like you literally just wrote it on a piece of paper you wrote it on a check and mm -hmm. they they take it and they just put it in the you know like so back then in the 80s 90s you write a check like it to the grocery store okay cool we're gonna get that check and tonight when we close out the tills then we're gonna get the check and we're gonna put it you know with the other checks and tomorrow we might take it to the bank we might not and let's say we do take it to the bank well, the bank's going to get it, and it's still going to take them a few days for it to process through. So by the time it processes through, three, five days later, hey, there's money in the account. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you paid yourself in advance. You floated it. I remember when I was younger, my mom and dad would pay for a lot of stuff with checks. Not that they were floating money, but, like, that was in a time where checks were still popular. I guess checks in cash, and now it's like... I think I've I've never I've ordered checks from my bank once and I think I've used like eight of them and all of them for were for like semi big purchases mm -hmm. like one was when I uh signed for my mortgage one was for when I got my car like big stuff like that. Yeah. But I think in my whole 30 years on this planet I've written like eight checks, I don't know, a handful. But I remember my mom we'd go to McDonald's and she would write a check to pay for our McDonald's. Oh yeah. Like, that was just the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it took, I mean, and that was the thing, too, is that, like, you really had to balance your checkbook because you didn't really know, if you didn't balance it, you didn't really know what you had or didn't have in there because you might write that check and then, like, 10 days it finally clears. You know, it didn't, it's not like your debit card. Your debit card, you swipe that sucker, it's gone. Today. Right now. My dad would, would balance the checkbook. And I remember when I started like making my own money and got my own bank account, he was like, you have to balance your checkbook. You have to balance your checkbook. And I was like, but I don't write checks. And I was like, every debit card purchase I make, I can just log into my account, 
Back then, I didn't have smartphones. So there was no app. But you could just log in. I'd be like, look, it tells me everything I spent money on <laughs> in the amount. And it tells me how much money I have it, left. It I don't need. Me. He would buy me these special, like, lined booklets that, like, accountants use to, like, write down, you know, expenses and stuff. And I'm like, Dad, I don't need to balance any. I just log in. It tells me my balance. And I just check to make sure. That all the deductions are the things I actually bought. And it wasn't like someone stole my identity or my card and was making purchases that were unauthorized. But as long as I say, yeah, that was me, but, you know, buying that Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> it tells me how much I have left, Dad. <laughs> oh, Love goodness. you, Dad. Okay. So we're still talking about things that people have done when they're desperate for money. Mm -hmm. This one's, I'm, I can kind of relate to this one. Um, uh, Where is it at? I just saw it. Here it is. I DJed a gang party. It was the 90s. I was a teen who had a small rep as a club DJ. I took a gig for some guys I knew were deep, which I think that means they were like really bad. I don't know. I told myself it was just a quick $200. <laughs> Even though I knew the neighborhood was being held in was hot and terrifying. Nothing but oldies and the worst local gangster rap you could imagine. They were waving guns on the dance floor. I couldn't wait to get the F out of there. There was a shooting two blocks later at a different party. Never oh my again. Gosh. Yeah, you're, we, you were a DJ. I was a DJ. And we did. <laughs> we didn't do anything like that, but we did some stuff that like we didn't like doing weddings and quinceañeras and all that. But they paid really well. So when times were tough, we would do those because like, come on, man, that's like three, four, five hundred bucks. We barely know what we're doing. Like we weren't. That wasn't our forte. You gotta have like a certain to be like a wedding DJ. You mm -hmm. gotta you gotta have a certain like polish to you and all that. And we would do some gigs that we're like, oh, this will be easy. And we get there and we're like, this is horrible. Why are we here? Why did we do it? Yeah, it's a hang. Three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks, whatever. That's why we did it. So yeah, sometimes you do them because you don't want to. It's a good chunk of change too. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's one. I had a sugar daddy once. He would give me a hundred dollars a week to talk to him on the phone for an hour. <laughs> I would do that right now. And I don't need a hundred extra dollars a week. But that's so easy. So you can make a hundred dollars in one hour just by talking to a guy. That's that's smart. That's pretty good money. That that you know, good for you, girl. Some guys just want that. Some guys just want attention. Not and not like, you know, intimate sexual attention. They just like are so lonely. They just want to talk to somebody. Anyway. Well, this one here might be more than loneliness. Quote, I sold my bras, panties, socks online. It was actually quite profitable. They don't even have to be like new. It's not like I have to, you or I or whoever has to go buy new panties and then mail those out. Like if I was going to get rid of panties or socks, like, I think that's what they want. They that's what I told is they want the yeast. They don't want them like clean either. They want them like... Tank. <laughs> <laughs> they want your your scent. They're like a they're like a Labrador. They want your scent. Oh, this one sucks. I can relate to this because we we have the same weather here. But this person said they bagged wood in a hundred degree heat one summer to pay for rent. It was twenty five cents a bag, and they got paid after every one thousand bags. What? So what is that? Like $400? $250? That'd be $250 for every 1,000 bags. God. 
was that is I mean, wouldn't it just be easier to like collect cans and recycle? Like I don't you get like four cents a can or something when you well, recycle? I think back then, I don't know about now. Uh here's one. I once ate a jar of minced garlic for an eighty dollar bet. I stunk and sweated out garlic for a week. <laughs> Worth, <laughs> worth. So, Especially like if I didn't have to provide the garlic. <laughs> so we were at Hooters one time back in the day, and uh, these guys were like, uh, you could hear them chanting back, like Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. So we turned around, thinking the guy's drinking a beer, and they gave him a thing of like the Hooters wing sauce that's on the counter. Like they used to have them on the counter or on the table, and he was just slamming a bottle of wing sauce for like a fifty dollar bet. I'm sure he spent more than $50 in toilet paper. Oh, yeah. Or like, you know, uh, what's that pink stuff? Pepto-Bismol? <laughs> Man, I don't know if I want to, I don't want to know if I want to smell like garlic for a week. Mm, keep the vampires away. Oh man, this kid, this poor kid. This guy said that when he was in college. I love how like half of these are, you know, kids in college because that's when you're your brokest. Uh, when he was in college, he lived on $100 a month on for groceries um, and he went on a date one time and blew half of it. And he didn't have the heart to admit to that date that he was that broke and that he shouldn't be spending $50 on dinner. So the next day, he went asphalt crawling for change at the nearby car vacuuming business. <laughs> Dude, appearances are everything in college. Like, you have to look like a baller. Even when I was in school, yeah. You gotta look like a baller. Yeah. And yeah, you gotta like. That's why like all those sorority girls on TikTok look so perfect, because I know they don't have money. It's their parents, you know, have money and buy them all this stuff. But I'm like, well, they're also making money by selling their bras and panties online, apparently. Probably. <laughs> and they have the hundred dollars sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. They've got they've got little like monopolies in place. <sighs> Ugh. I licked a toe for five dollars once. I was broke as a joke. Aw, that's sad. Some people are cruel. I think the people that are making these bets, making people do gross stuff like licking toes and eating garlic for such little money, you're 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 a bad person. Eighty dollars was pretty good for the garlic. I mean, yeah, but five dollars to lick a toe, that's just mean. Can't you just give the poor guy the five dollars? Here's the next one. Another college one. In college, a guy gave me twenty dollars to speak in an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. For the rest of the class, three hours. Hmm. <laughs> what? I, I'm horrible at you know voices and trying to pretend to be other people and accents. I'm horrible at it. So maybe he was good. Maybe it was a laugh. Huh. <sighs> I've done. This person said that they've done medical trials where they test new pharmacy drugs unhealthy patients the money's great and they've never had any side effects Ooh, that's a that's like a tricky one that reminds me of a scene from um a movie called fun with dick and jane it's about this couple and like he loses his job and they start losing all their like they don't have money coming in Mm -hmm. and they're about to be homeless they start selling all their stuff and to make money the mom does like a drug trial for like this new medication because they get paid like 50 bucks or something for being a test subject and she has some type of reaction to it and her face like swells up like she's allergic to it or something wow (laughs) but she got 50 (laughs) dollars that's horrible um here's one 
I went to a job that I hated. Yeah, that I, I can almost say I wrote that, even though I didn't. But a lot of us can say we did that. Mm-hmm. Some of us still do that because we're that desperate for money. Because money pays the bills. I was gonna say maybe we should we should tell the audience what the most desperate things we've done for money. I'm going to. Am I leading? Am uh, I... I'll go first because I I was thinking about this before this episode because I'm like, when have I been that desperate for money? And and I I want to say I'm very fortunate that I didn't grow up in poverty and I had parents that did support me financially to an extent, like letting me live at home for free, blah blah blah, but. I have to say it's probably the one about I, I had a job. I worked in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it, but I worked there for like eight years. And there were times when I did want to make some extra money because I lived on tips. Like in Texas, you make two thirteen an hour in the service industry. So like mm-hmm. your your income is what you make a night in tips. So like. If you're having a bad night or if it's just not busy, you might make $20, $30 in tips mm-hmm. when on a Friday, Saturday night, you really should be making at least 100 Okay. You know, at our restaurant anyway. So there was a time where like I had no social life and I didn't have anything else to do and I just really wanted money to help pay off student loans and all that. So I was like, screw it. I'm not doing anything else. I'm just going to go to work. And I remember... At one point, I think I worked like four doubles in a row wow. open to close, which you're not supposed to do when you're a double. If you're a double, you're supposed to like get cut first because you're working two shifts in a day. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. My managers kept me on. And I'm pretty sure all four days I had the largest section in the restaurant as a double all day with not even a half hour break. Well, that's what you get for being such a good server. Yeah, I got punished for being a good server. No, you got rewarded with more money. Yes, but after that four days, I think my mom and my friends started to get worried about me. Because they were like, my mom could tell I was in a bad mood. And it wasn't that, it wasn't because I wasn't making money. I believe I did make good money, obviously working that much. But I was so stressed. Because all I did was go to work with almost no break on my feet 12 hours a day serving people that suck just to come home take a shower and go to sleep just to wake back up and do that three more days in a row and at that point my mom was like you need to take like two days off because you are you're stressed you're not eating like you, 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 yeah. Like I had to like do laundry. I had other. I couldn't do errands. I, I had no wife. I don't have time to eat, mom. I'm working. I never did that again. I don't think I ever did more than two days of doubles in a row after that because that just wore on me physically, mentally. Great for my wallet, but after that, I was like, I can't. I don't know. I just couldn't do it again. So I've got a couple. I've got a couple stories. So when I first worked in radio, I worked in. Uh, I worked on the street team, like the promotions team. Mm-hmm. And this was in 03, 02, 04, something like that. And, you know, CDs were still popular then. CDs were still coming out. Well, when you work at a radio station, especially a radio station that plays, like, popular music, Top 40, we would get stuff before they would come out. Like, oh, we yeah. would we would get the promo CDs. And so what we used to do is that they would always give us stuff like, hey, go out to whatever. Go to the mall or go to the Burger King, whatever, and give out stuff. So we'd go out there and give out stuff, and I learned pretty early on some of the tricks of the trade. And it's like, yeah, they're going to give you like six copies of Britney Spears' new CD. You're going to give out four, and you're going to keep two of them. 
Then you're going to turn around, you're going to sell it to somebody, or you're going to take it to the UCD store and you'll sell it. There were a couple of times I went to the UCD store and they're like, we can't give you any money for this. Why? It hasn't come out yet. There's no monetary value established on the CD. <laughs> like, oh, well, I'll take that one back. But yeah, we used to do that with CDs. Um, we'd get like concert tickets and they'd give us like 10 pairs. Go give out 10 pairs. Cool. We're going to give out nine pairs. We'd sell a pair. Um, is that because like you were repping the radio station so you couldn't just like, cause I mean, selling them is still, you're technically giving them away. Well, we had to be like, so we were posting them on like Craigslist. This was when Craigslist wasn't very, I mean, when Craigslist was it. That's before, uh, like MySpace was there and Craigslist and Facebook was still starting. But it's like you had to post it as somebody else or you had to have like your friend sell it for you. Because if I got back to the radio station that you were selling this stuff, you'd get fired. Oh, yeah. Okay. And we're, I mean, we were all making seven, eight bucks an hour. Like we're living the dream working in radio, but we're making seven, eight bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. We go to the bar and we drink for free and all that. But for the most part, we were all poor. So we would do that. But then also um, being on the street team, you're in a vehicle, some kind of station branded vehicle driving around town. And I learned like, hey, if we go here, we got a guy at Wingstop, we got a guy at Hooters, we got a guy at Burger King, blah, blah. It's like, take them a pile of CDs, they'll give you food. Nice. Mm -hmm. So we had like all like all over DFW, we had like all these different places. And we'd be driving around doing events. Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, let's go to Wingstop tonight. Call up so-and-so. Say, hey, we're heading over there. Okay, what do you want? Cool. And then we'll just, yeah, they want this CD, this CD, this CD. Cool. Here you go. Nice. So we were always swapping out stuff. Bartering. That's what I would call it. Don't, don't call it like stealing. Call it bartering. It was bartering. <laughs> yeah. um, so also in college, I donated plasma. Um, it did help me with my fear of needles. But plasma was weird. Like you got paid okay for it. I mean, I think you, they, you had to, I guess they had to have both. You had to have two days of plasma. So it's like two in like a five day period mm -hmm. or four day period. But it's like you got paid like 30 bucks if you did the first day. And then the second day of the week, you got like 45 bucks. It paid more. But I think they had to have both plasma samples to get. I don't know how plasma works. I guess to get an optimal sample or something, they had to have both days. Or maybe they just like you can't take out what they need in a single day. Yeah. Or something I, like I don't that. know. It's like they paid you more for the second day. Cool. So I did that for a couple of months. That was uh, that was interesting. Um, another one I did, oddly enough, I still do. It's this company called Fieldwork Dallas, which Fieldwork is like a big company all across the United States. And they do surveys. And they'll send you a thing. And it's like, hey, we're doing a survey on this or we're doing a study on that. Do you want to come in? And this one's the one in Dallas is located in Addison. And I did it one time and then they just started sending me stuff because I guess because of my demographic. Because mm -hmm. I was a single Hispanic male and now I'm married Hispanic male. I'm bilingual. I'm, I have so much college education. It's like, oh, you fed our demographic. So they send me stuff like once a month and probably like once every six months, I actually get picked and I'll go up in there and they'll pay you like 200 bucks. It's like, Hey, we're going to do a study on Coca on sodas or we'll do a study on cell phone plans. Or I did a study pre COVID about a, um, a virus. It was like, if some virus, if people were infected with this virus, would you give your children a vaccine that you knew nothing about? And this was like two months before COVID. That's ironic. This was like two months before COVID hit. But it's like, it, you know, and they sent me one the other day about voting, like next year's election. And like, do I plan on voting? And like, what, what agendas am I supporting? 
but they'll always just send me random stuff. But they always pay like 200 bucks for like three hours or 300 bucks for four hours or something. And they'll just give you like a gift card, like a little Visa gift card. They used to give cash back in the day. But I still do that one because I'll get in. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll get out. For, you know, if it's, a, if it's a day off from work, it's like, why not? I can go make 200 bucks and just yeah. have some play money. That's awesome. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I said, it's called field work. If you search field work Dallas, like all the main cities come up. They all have one. Maybe they can sponsor us. Oh, shout out. And it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I still do that one because I like to make money. Why not? I guess I've tried to like sell some like of our stuff, and I'm not very good at it. I've sold one thing. I sold like this bar my dad built. I think I just got lucky because I sold it, and the person who bought it from me didn't even haggle. So I think I asked for like three hundred bucks because it was handmade. It was very nice. You sold the bar? Oh yeah, we sold the bar like a long time ago. I know the bar. The one oh, on wheels? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> we sold it. You didn't feel bad? No. My dad said it was okay. We bought it, or we took it from my dad because we wanted it, and then um, we realized our patio isn't really big enough to have that big bar out there, and it's only good to use when you have, like, social parties and stuff. Yeah, like, I'm not feeling. using it every day. He built day. it with his bare hands. I gave him half the money. Oh, okay. Then it's, he's fine. He's like, you sold it for that much? That's awesome. And I gave him half the money. You sold, um, you sold him. You sold it for three hundred dollars. Yeah, I did. Okay, I'd have told my dad I sold it for two hundred dollars and given him half. No, 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 no. I, I, no. I'm a good daughter, but I sold thing. it. They didn't even haggle. Um, and now I'm trying to sell two couches, and I can't get you know anybody interested in either of these couches. One of them I had to take to the dump because I was trying to sell it for like a month, and no one said anything. And I'm trying to sell this other couch for only three hundred bucks. Great couch. If anyone wants the couch right now, I'm selling one. Three hundred bucks again. Very nice, great condition, professionally clean, no rips, no tears, no dog hair, <laughs> no weird smells. Like, it's perfect condition. It's just kind of old. That's I, the only I thing. I love the advertisement. I put that in the posting, too, on no Facebook rips, Marketplace. No and rips, no, no one tears, wants no dog it. hairs. You should rhyme it. You should do, like, a rap. <laughs> do a TikTok. Here is my couch. No rips, no tag. No rips, no tears. No, no heads. Oh, man. But I don't, I don't know. I That's how I've been trying to make extra money. It's just like, I know people, I knew, I have a friend who had like, oh, maybe $20,000 in credit card debt, like some insane amount. Mm -hmm. And he's a little bit younger than me. And this was a while ago. So I'm like, I don't know how a 20 year old gets 20 grand in credit card debt, but he, that's what he had. And I think he was able to pay it all off because he would resell like um, bougie luxury makeup Ooh. and beauty supplies. So, like, he would buy, like, really expensive makeup, like, um, La Mer and, like, the cool stuff from, like, Jeffree Star and uh, Kat Von D and, like, all these big famous makeup brands. And he would, like, get, like, the cool things that are hard to get. I don't know how he was able to, but, like, he would resell them and make, like, a little profit on each one. He just kept flipping. And at that point, he's like, yeah, I've already paid off, like, 17 grand doing this. And I was like, How? <laughs> I know people that used to go to uh, garage sales because, you know, if you go early, that's when you get like you find all the good stuff and they would go to garage sales and then they would turn around and flip it on uh, like Craigslist or Facebook. Yeah. And I've, I've seen like on TikTok people like upselling furniture. They'll buy like a crappy dresser and then they like polish it, paint there it. It was a show. Yeah. What was that show on like TLC or something where they flip furniture? Yeah. They would buy like ah, I forgot the name of that girl, the the, the anchor lady. She's on one of the morning shows. And she'd be like, here, your budget is $100. You have $100. 
and there'd be teams and it's like you have to refurbish it and whoever makes the most profit wins and they they were like in new york at these like flea markets or swap mm -hmm. meets or whatever but they get these little pieces of crap and they turn around and sell it for like they'd buy it for two dollars and sell it for five hundred dollars huh yeah if you're crafty with uh with furniture there's there is money in that i'm not crafty i saw you do the little rocking chair you are crafty that that took a lot of effort from me and none of that was by hand i used stencils on that <laughs> they don't know that i think the idea overall was crafty on my part but the execution was pretty basic well so the moral of the story is is that it's okay to get crafty to try and make a little money just keep it legal yeah yeah i would i, I would agree with that We've all been in bad financial situations. We've all been there and there's no judgment. Like these are hard times and you and, do what you got to do, man. And it's okay to do it now, even if you're personally not in hard times because you're trying to get ahead so that you don't have hard times. Exactly. You know, maybe you're finally in a good spot where it's like, Hey, I can actually save money. You know, yeah, I can flip some stuff. I can make a little mm -hmm. money. It's okay. Hey, we all got to make money somehow, right? Money makes the world go round. It does. Well, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's all we got. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I'm tired. Let's say thank you to Wavespace Audio for the music. Thank you. Young Ideas Dish for all of your dish and Google needs. Thank you. Thanks, guys. On behalf of myself, Miss Caitlin. Hey. We will holler at you guys next time. Bye. Later.